chasing trends is not the way to go. And I think, like, I mean, many have perceived us as being in a kind of a boring category, which which I actually, because jam and jellies and repeated purchase rate is not as high as in bars and, and, and drinks, but it's a category everyone knows what is. And it's, it's you know, ripe for disruption and, and changing that a bit. And, and it's, it's huge. It's $1 billion, you know, category. Welcome to Winning at Work, the podcast for foodies, founders, and food and beverage professionals. You know, if you wanted to discover a new brand, a new food or beverage to try, there are literally thousands of companies out there. It is very difficult to do that. That's why we curate the different, the better, and the special brands here each and every week. So you don't have to do the heavy lifting. If you're a founder and you're looking to connect with other like-minded executives, we make that very easy. And if you just work in the food and beverage industry and you're looking for fresh inspiration, we have that here in spades. This episode is sponsored by Temple. Congratulations, you're selling in retail. But the competition is fierce and your brand is surrounded by similar products. How will consumers find you? Let Temple show you an innovative retail sales solution. Click on the Attract Consumers link below. Need to attract great employees? Click on the Hire Now below and we'll show you how to use your culture to help you stand out. Stay tuned for this week's episode. Welcome to Winning at Work, everybody. It's Tony. All right, I got a little pop quiz for you. So when you think Iceland, what do you think of? You probably think of, you know, Vikings or maybe... Uh, ancient culture and language. Of course, there's all the rugged landscapes. You've got everything from geysers, volcanoes. You've got black sand. And you know, because it's so far north, you've got that phenomena, uh, in that midnight sun. And that's the period they're in right now where the sun really never sets or barely sets. And it's the opposite in winter. You've got polar nights. But did you know that Iceland is the worldwide headquarters for the fastest growing jam brand in the USA. Good Good is the no sugar added jam and spread company led by Garter Stephenson. He's the co-founder, he's the CEO. So for you foodies, you know, get ready. You're gonna discover a, a new food innovation, okay? That's based on the no sugar added principle. And for all my founders out there, we're gonna really discover you know, how they broke into retail and how they're activating consumers. Garter, fresh off of your fishing trip. Welcome in, my man. Thank you, Tony. What an intro, man. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Now I'm under pressure to perform, right? <laughs> That's it. We can just end it right now. We'll just eat some samples and we'll call it a day. So how no, was your no, fishing no. trip? Well, the fishing trip was absolutely amazing. Uh, I didn't caught any fish, unfortunately. I got, uh, I almost caught two, but uh, the line broke. So, so unfortunate. I was unfortunate. It's been quite a different summer this now. It's been very dry, so the rivers are, are don't have a lot of water. That's so, tough. Uh, so the fish is pretty much aware. You know, you can see right? They know you're there. Away. Yeah, and that's good. If the line broke, it means you had a big one on the line. One hundred percent. I, I got to say, so <clears throat> I absolutely loved the um, the sample box 
Okay. And so we've got, uh, we've got the strawberry jam, which, um, is delicious. And I, I was so surprised at how, uh, sweet it was, but with no added sugar. So I'm looking at your label and it's, uh, um, a right. And, and stevia. Yeah. Yeah. Natural sweeteners we use to, to spike the sweetness of the jam. Yes. But, uh, but the secret is actually the fruit. We use more fruit than average jams and jellies. Uh, so it's about 60% fruits per container. And then we just add a little bit of natural sweeteners to it. And then it's very close to the sugary ones. But at the same time, ingredient wise and nutritional wise, it's, it's, it's much more uh, beneficial in terms of from a nutritional point of view. So it's low calorie. We skip the sugar, high fruit content, and yeah, it just tastes delicious. You know, it's those commercial food manufacturers that have been taking shortcuts year over year over year to try to squeeze all the profit that they can out of this little jar, this little uh, 12 ounce jar right here. But yet, you know, moms, look, they just want to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and just something nice and quick, but they don't, they don't want to pack in, you know, 40 grams or 50 grams of sugar, you know, into little Johnny heading off to school. And because Johnny can't keep his mouth closed and he gets jacked up on sugar, (laughs) you know, and he talks all day. And I think your packaging is great too, because you've got, you're leading right there with keto friendly, real fruit, no sugar added. I mean, you're kind of hitting all the high spots. Yeah, exactly. And that was the whole idea. I mean, uh, I have three kids myself, you know, and uh, the idea of the jam basically came from, you know, always in, in autumn here or fall in, in, in Iceland, I go to the mountains and I pick blueberries. And I just remember looking at my grandma's old recipe and there it was, 60% sugar, 40% blueberries. And I was kind of appalled that, you know, <laughs> this jam actually had more sugar then you know a piece of candy almost so it's uh that's basically where we want to go and people perceive jam as just a healthy breakfast item you know which it should and that's our wish and that's good good uh so so it's important for us you know what i've I've got some right here i've got your strawberry jam and i'm trying it right now what i like about it is the consistency um you know when you buy those store-bought jellies and jams you really almost need a knife to kind of cut into it. It's so thick, right? Yeah. And this is this has got this nice medium consistency where you could literally almost as a snack just take a spoon and just kind of nibble out of it. It's real easy, and it's all it's super easy to spread. Exactly, that's what we hear a lot. A lot of people just eat it by a spoon, which is one of my favorite comments. But that's, yes. that's the whole purpose with design is to have it. Uh, so the consistency is kind of easily spreadable. Yeah, that's it. Took about one thousand trials to get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, so there's a lot of hard work behind it. But. Well, and you know that's the life of an entrepreneur. You know, is uh, there is no there is no failure, or failure is just first attempt on learning. You know, you just kind of keep going and going and going until you get it the way you want it. Um, exactly. I want to talk to you for a minute about your. Um, your Chaco Hazel. Um, yeah. This is kind of um, a favorite really around the world, that hazelnut, uh, you know, the big competitor out there, we won't mention that name, but it, it, it comes to mind, you know, you spread it on um, 
what are they? The um the thin wraps, the crepes. Yeah, 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 yeah. From Bel- uh, from it- Italy, you talk. Yeah. You, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a very famous brand yeah. that I think most people think of with this hazelnut spread. Yeah. And I've got a big jar. I've got a big glass of milk right here to help me cleanse my palate after this. I mean, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just without the added sugar. So it's about, so that's, I mean, that's our whole concept. You know, it has to taste good, you know, and, 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 and be, you know, more nutritional beneficial uh, than the competition. And that's what our passion is to bring that to people. It's got literally three grams of sugar, and yeah. you would never know. I mean, you would think it was much, much higher. Exactly. That's one of our most popular products, mm. the chocolate spread. So oh, it's yeah. just like... Um, I'm a huge chocolate fan, so I can tell you I have found... Some, we, we will be reordering this one for sure. That's my children's favorites, by the way. I think they finish one jar a day almost. So... Uh, <laughs> I it is it's I think what I what I like about these Garter is that you don't taste I don't taste the stevia I don't taste any of yeah. that that's the problem with so many of these brands is that they're they're too heavily reliant and it leaves yeah. some kind of an aftertaste like I will not drink a diet drink no no I won't I, I, they're they're awful if I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know have a quote unquote bad drink. Just give it to me straight. I I am not gonna because I hate the I hate the aftertaste and I don't have any of that with this. Yeah, exactly. We we went uh, enormous lengths to to basically balance the flavor because stevia is such a, an amazing sweetener, nutritionally speaking. It's like three hundred times sweeter than sugar, sugar one hundred percent natural. So so, but it has that aftertaste uh, that people Wait, stevia are, is uh, natural. Yeah, it's from the stevia plant, originally oh, in South America. Ah. So it's uh, it's a super great sweetener, but that's what we do here. It's like we we do test, test, test until we balance the flavor so you can't mask uh, that aftertaste. And we have done a pretty good job, in my opinion, my well, 100% neutral opinion. I think opinion. you have. I mean, you, you have. Look, it is such a competitive set. Um, I couldn't quite get the numbers, but just in roughly, what are we talking about market size for this set for jams and then for spreads roughly in the U.S.? Yeah, we are reaching 1% market share with the jams. Uh, and remember, we are a new, relatively new brand. Three years in the U.S. market. Uh, some of these brands have been there for 100 plus years. You know, that's, uh, and, uh, and a lot of things have not changed, you know, in, in jams and jellies. So, so that's where we're at today. Uh, and just growing, you know, and well, tell us the, growth. I, I actually meant the market. I, I thank you for saying that, you know, your size, I was just trying to get a handle on the category. The entire market. Yeah, yeah. 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 Roughly. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. So jam and jellies. The entire category uh, on a store level is about $1 billion. So that's, uh, that's just in the stores. It's not with online sales or, 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 uh, you know, Horeca or, or, uh, or any other. It's just, it's just right. on the store it level. Only so just it is, in retail grocery. 
billion. Yeah, so that's a one billion dollar market. Uh, chocolate spreads is about three to four hundred million dollars annually. Peanut butters are one uh, almost two billion dollars, I believe. So you've got two pretty big markets to go after with, yeah, the, with the peanut butter uh, and and then the jams and jellies. Of course, the chocolate spread is is much more niche. Um, so okay. So I think the number one question that most people are going to have is why from Iceland have you launched this company into the U.S. market? I mean, it just it's hard enough starting a business here in America. Yeah, one of the, it's a great question. And it's just like with all great ideas, it's like it just became – you know, I'm not going to say accidental because we created this product in Iceland and the whole idea was to grow from Iceland and grow in Europe. And we have many, we have global customers and, and, and many in Europe, but US is our biggest market. And, and we just got an interest from uh, the US to introduce our product there. And we went on our first trade show, Expo West in, in, in Anaheim, California. And uh, there we were speaking with my accent and we were like really different, didn't know exactly how things worked, but we got picked up by a retailer. And uh, then we just had to crash course in uh, U.S. retail and how it works. You know, a lot of mistakes were made. And then we just have grown. And I think, uh, I mean, Iceland is also quite well located. I mean, we have so many direct flights to almost all major cities in, in North America and uh, quite close cultural relations with the United States uh, historically. Uh, so so to answer this, it's just about, you know, I think we have a unique product uh, that was definitely in demand in a category that needed innovation. You know, it's like, as you said in the beginning of uh, the podcast, I mean, what do we feed our children? You know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But, you know, sometimes that peanut butter and jelly sandwich might have higher sugar content than a, than a candy bar. You don't know. You know, it's just like so much sugar in, in, in this category that you just by default perceive as healthy, though it isn't. So, so I think just by creating this unique product, with uh, a little bit of Icelandic innovation in packaging design and, and just like innovation in recipe, I think we have created a product that actually Americans really enjoy and, and, and love. And, and, and that's what we're seeing from our customers. Well, you know, many companies and products have gone to Expo West and died because yeah. they spent a lot of money and you spent more than most just because of where you were traveling in from and you know, bringing everybody with you. Clearly, the buyers resonated with what you brought to your booth, you know, in your samples. What marketing strategies have you been using, maybe in-store and out-of-store, to help raise awareness? Um, I'll, I'll throw the obvious one out, and then we can just maybe let that one sit on its own, because uh, we can't look at packaging here on this show, but you have, you know, you have good packaging. So clearly I know that is a strategy. So outside of packaging, let's set that aside for a minute. You got to have a nice store, you know, shelf presence. You do have that. What is, what has worked? 
uh, I mean, what has worked besides the packaging, which is the first signal to capture, you know, the consumer eyes. I mean, we yeah. have been quite, uh, we, 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 we actually got our foot, uh, holding in its states through Amazon, you know, and, you know, just to test it before we went to the show and we got like overwhelming, uh, reception, uh, there where we were the best selling jam uh, for the platform before we went to retail and, and further distribution. But what we, uh, our tactics are mostly, you know, building online, you know, uh, track records, both with, you know, working with uh, interesting influencers and uh, building content ourselves for this year. Ah. Uh, at the same time, we also are working, of course, trying to get people to test the product because that's, I mean, as you said, many people associate no other sugar. It doesn't taste good. So, so that's just what we, that's our first aim. So we've been organizing demos in relevant areas just to get people to try it. And, and that's one part of the marketing strategy with, of course, just building up better, you know, presence in store. So, yeah. so, so just all the basic tactics that yeah, are from the golden I know. There's book. There's probably you know? not one silver bullet, right? You have to have good store presence, bigger presence. But you mentioned in-store demos. I want to talk about that for a minute. Are you using uh, vendors that the that the retailer is suggesting to you, or are you contracting and working with a third party, or are you going out and finding your own brand ambassadors? What what's your strategy around that? Australia, I mean, we use different kinds of those altogether. We use sometimes mentors to help us uh, to install demos. But what we are seeing is the best result is if we do it ourselves, you know, so, so we try to target high selling stores in certain areas that the brand is growing the most. And some of us from good, good go to the store and host demo. I mean, we are the product experts. Uh, so it's like, and that's what we're seeing is really helping us a lot just to get our name out there. Yes, it's a tedious process to go to a store to, you know, set up a demo table, talk to people. But at the same time, I mean, that is pure, uh, customer, you know, communication. It's just you're speaking to a representative, either me or someone from the company that is just like giving you information on how how the product is and how we make it and why we care. And, and remember, we are in this game to get repeated consumers. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, I, I mean, the first time like, that you, you want that repeat. Exactly. It's just not about that one sale. We want to be in people's homes, you know, in their staple as their spread brand. And that's a, that's a long game, but uh, that's what we are willing to do. And well, that's got to be, though, really expensive, though, for you guys to come over and do a demo. I mean, you must have to do multiple stores to get bang for your buck. Yeah, we we have a team in the States. So we have about seven, uh, seven employees there. So and two of them are actively really going to stores. And whenever I get a chance to go, I uh, will be hosting a demo, of course. Uh, and also just speaking with my Icelandic accent and, and, and sharing I know, it's my like, story. Oh, you really are from Iceland. Yes, I am. Yeah, <laughs> quite obvious. <laughs> no, so, so we believe in this, you know, it's just like, and that's, you feel it also on the expos, you know, when you're speaking with people firsthand, it's just like, you know, it's a connection. So it's important for us to do this nitty gritty, uh, 
you know, demos and, and, and getting our name out there. It's just like basic of being an entrepreneur, you know, you have to get, you know, you have to get uh, into the field. It's just that important. What has not worked? Because I, I know many entrepreneurs will try, they'll try Google ads, they'll go and they'll yeah. try Facebook ads and so on and so forth. In your early phases of testing and trying, what were some of your early failures? I mean, digital ads were perfect uh, a couple of years ago. You know, it just just like uh, talking about two years ago. They were like, you really could have a really good reach and get to people. It has diminished uh, extremely in our experience. Uh, the result, it's harder to talk to your uh, target consumer. It's like it's really hard to to share your message with those who might be interested, um, and and that's uh, that's what we are seeing diminishing returns on basically. Uh, and then I mean, social media was amazing a uh, couple of years ago when it all got started for brands to get you know established there, but that's also been because there's so much social media content there, uh, and the consumer behavior on social media content has changed. So it's it's. It's becoming more challenging to be relevant and, you know, to to get on your consumer's feet. Uh, and and so, so but I, I, I'm a still a believer in, in social media and having a voice as a brand and sharing a story. But, but yeah, that's, uh, that's where, I mean, we went heavy into digital media. At the same time, it was diminishing quite a lot. And uh, that was not working as much as we had hoped. So the, the trend that I'm seeing now and many of the entrepreneurs, I see this a lot on LinkedIn too. And a lot of the comments that are being made on different brands and getting reviews from their consumers is UGC user generated content. Yeah. That's very, that's that's hot right now. People want that authentic, genuine feedback. That's what we, I mean, we really Built on those relationships, so we have great relationship with, you know, brand ambassadors or brand friends, uh, as we call them. Uh, Tell us more about are, that. Yeah, so basically, we offer a, a program uh, for people who are, you know, enjoying good good and want to get no more to create content uh, that we will reshare either on our website or social medias. Those content can be taste testing, they can be recipes or whatever. And we built those relationships by uh, communicating with them regularly on a personal level. Uh, we give them access to our you know, recipe banks or content they might need. We send them samples, merchandise, uh, just to build on that. And, and that, that's really important for us, you know? And we have some you know, pe- influencers we've been working with for a long time now that that and that's that's what we it's about relationship you know and that's that's so important whatever you call them influences brand ambassador brand friends it's about just maintaining good relationship and 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 being humans you know and 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 that's important for us whoever our partner is you know but that's what we are finding really successful is working with with people we 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 have been working with uh, with good results for the past years so um, have you done much with affiliate sales where they get a they get a portion or you know they get a cut of the proceeds? 
Yeah, we work through that. Uh, sometimes it works really great, and uh, we have uh, we are on that top. We are on a couple of affiliate platforms. Uh, so so yeah, we are also very interested in that as well. And we have uh, we have some successful case studies of that, of course. But also we have uh, sometimes it doesn't work out like life is. But you know you never stop testing. But it's a great platform to do, and you know it, it also gives uh, a monetary initiative for people to create content. As long as it is authentic, then I am I am on board. You know what I mean? So right. so that's that's what we care about. You want a relationship with someone who's gonna create authentic content. What's the is there a review process or do you is there a do you just trust that they're gonna put out what you want? How does that work? Yeah, it's a re- re- uh, review process, and we have uh, our marketing team reviews those applications, and we try out something, and and usually we, if it works out from the first trial, you know, the relationship starts, good content, and then then we build it from there. So, so, and we've been quite successful in that. I really appreciate you sharing that. That's an area that I'm really passionate about. I I really feel like that is the this, I don't want to say secret, but I really think that's that's how you connect the company through social media to your consumer. Because when the when the brand is doing the content, it's kind of like, yeah, of course you like it. It's yours. Yeah. You know, yeah. you kind of need that that intermediary. Yeah. I mean, it's like, but at the end of the day, yes, at some degree, it means what we say, who we are. But I think often more valued is what are people saying about your brand. And and that's why I emphasize the word authentic, you know, because we can smell fake. You know, if people don't like something and are giving a review about it or use it in any content, you can basically yes, see that yes. immediately. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So So that's why... Uh, it's important for us that people genuinely like the product and are passionate. And 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 again, it's just about building good relationship and and maintaining those. And and you know, that applies to all phases of the business. You know, all stages and all departments. I mean, it's literally you've got relationships with your suppliers, you've got relationships with your buyers, with your distributors, with your ambassadors, with your employees. It's literally the personal connection that keeps everything going, doesn't it? One hundred percent. I mean, human buy from other humans. You know, that's uh, at least our motto, and you know, we want to maintain that, and we are who we are, and 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 building relationship is key for us to both grow and progress and a learning process. I mean, that's, uh, that's just key. Well, the product tastes great. Like I said, we, we really love the samples. We're still sharing them and, and getting other people to try them. Um, I'm just, I was really surprised at, cause I, I have a sweet tooth and I, I'm I kind of fall into that category like you when you see something that says no sugar added or you see these you know natural sweeteners you kind of think oh it's just not going to taste good but it really was it was surprising you know and I think that does explain why you are gaining market share now in the US and kind of slowly building your your brand I know you've you've been fairly successful too in um raising money you know so yeah. You've got some investors that kind of believe in it that are helping you obviously 
you know, push more product and, and get more. It, by the way, um, most brands, they are, they have co-packers. Are, is that, uh, are you guys co-pack or do you do it yourself? We used to do it ourselves, but uh, the problem is we are in Iceland, so we had to ship things in and then ship things out. So it was not sustainable and pricing was really costly. So so we have amazing uh, co-packers in Europe we work with. We've worked with them for years and yeah, same goes with those relationships. We maintain right. them and, and we brought the recipe to them and, and then they started to, to produce for us so so we could do it in a bigger scale. Yeah, right. And that's what that funding helps you do. Well, so for consumers that want to go out and try this, what what are some of the the best retailers or some of the great great places for them to go and and find it? Yeah, we have a, an amazing store locator on our website, goodgoodbrand.com. And um, we are available in about 6,500 stores in the US. We are in Walmart, Publix, Meyer, HCB, uh, and and many other stores across the country, so so yeah, great. Yeah. So the store locator, good good brand, yeah, goodgoodbrand.com, and you know, punch in your zip code, and then you can find the the closest store. And if you don't have a store close to you, then Amazon or our own shop website. Well, so, I'm gonna check, but I'm a hundred percent sure when I type in my zip code, there's nothing around. I have this, I'm in a, I am pretty isolated up here in the mountains right now. So we are definitely, uh, we are actively looking and we keep waiting like, okay, when are things going to simmer down, simmer down, simmer down in the meantime, you know, it's not so bad being up uh, near, near the water and near the mountains. It just sounds amazing. You know, it's, it's the best, you know, so it sounds like a dream world. It's like you understand this because, you know, you, you live in, a, in an area where it, you don't have to drive very far to feel, you know, remote or to feel like, you know, you're really in nature. If you've not spent a lot of time doing that, it, it really helps you calm down. I mean, I, yeah. I came out of Atlanta where there was so much traffic. I didn't realize how accustomed I had become to traffic. I literally have no traffic now. I've gone a year and I rarely sit behind yeah. a car. And I, I mean, just waking up with nature outside your window, not like car noises or, uh, you know. So it's, it, it's, it's uh, I wouldn't it's move not- if I were you, if you're, if you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people have said that, but, um, you know, for people like us who uh, we're, we are used to being able to get out and reach places to eat and places to shop, you know, that's kind of what we're, that's really what yeah. we're seeing. So yeah. this has really been a, a great experiment in just living, living simply, living small, also then appreciating what a big city has to offer. And now you have to kind of thread that needle and find something that's maybe 45 minutes away from something. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you're not so far. Um, Garner, it's been it's been great to talk to you again. I we've we've talked a couple times, you know, o- offline. I, I'm just I was just really impressed with you know you guys, your story, how you're breaking into the market. You're you're just passionate about the food. It tastes good. Um, you've picked a good category. I think that's what's really important. You're not on some tangent. Yes, there might be a white space, but you're really having to work to educate consumers. You don't have to do that. People understand. 
peanut butter and spreads and jellies. It's easy. It yeah. really is. It's easy. And I, I think that's the underlying message there. You know, don't make it so hard for the consumer to figure out what you are. Exactly. Exactly. And that's uh, that's what we're about. So yeah. you just said it. Well, so. good, good. let's do this again I really appreciate you coming down and sharing your story and telling us more about the products and where people can find them and uh, your journey into retail thanks so much Carter thank you so much Tony a pleasure